Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We have some stock market work to do. And i got to figure out who the guests are. Who are the guests? I lost my guest sheet. I think it's Jim Urio, as I recall. You can whisper. Feel free to whisper. All right, Jim McCann. I lost my whole sheet. Isn't that terrible? Anyway... Um, welcome back. I'm Larry Kudlow. <laughs> this is, this, we're going to do some stock market work. We have uh, Jim Urio and we have Jim LeCamp. And uh, we have a stock market that got whacked pretty hard. And part of it was uh, rising interest rates. And part of it is a very tough Fed. And part of it is, um, I don't know, it was a pretty strong jobs report, which I guess means the Fed's going to have to be tougher. They're going to raise 75 basis points in a couple of weeks. Anyway, pardon me, fellas. I lost my sheet, so I didn't know who you were, but now I know who you are. Jim Urio, Chicago's greatest restaurateur, and Jim LeCamp of Morgan Stanley. I know that by heart. Let me begin with you, Jim Urio. What did you think of the employment report, and what does that mean for the Federal Reserve? And what does that mean for interest rates? And what does that mean for stocks? How about that? First of all, you can just let me give my own intro. I'll give a great intro for myself. I got it all planned out. (laughs) So, um, yeah, yeah, no, I, okay, you mentioned the number yesterday and you mentioned the Fed. A couple weeks ago, Neil Kashkari gave pretty much a tell when he, it sounded like he was applauding weakness in the stock market after some renewed hawkish comments by the chairman. So I don't think that, I, I think that they don't believe they're afraid of a stock market, um, one more implosion. I, I think that they're crazy. I think that they will buckle under that if it actually happens. It's one thing. Uh, talking tough is another thing when it actually happens. Now, so the number yesterday, it, it, was a, it was a pretty good number for stocks, particularly because the wage component of it had not grown. I, I have to think that it made the notion of a soft landing a little more plausible. I still think it's unlikely but it made it a little more plausible. And I think the real move in the stock market that, that was fundamental after the number was positive, and that was fine. But the reality of it is, is that we're not through this massive year-long adjustment to higher rates, and there are plenty of people on the sidelines who said to themselves, if I can just get one more pop, I'm going to sell out of some risk. And most people don't do that when it happens, but some do, and that's why we couldn't keep the rally yesterday. I think the stock market is at a, a put-up-or-shut-up spot with 3,900 in the S&P, which I know we talk about technicals sometimes on this um, on this show, and so some people respect them, some people think they're voodoo. I know you respect them. It was a .618 retracement is mm-hmm. the 3,900, and if it if it holds, I think we're fine going into the fall, which is what I've thought the whole time. So you're kind of bullish. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, kind of bullish into the fall. Remember, I think I, I had said before that I thought by end of September that they were going to move slightly more to neutral. I'm pushing that back a little. I was obviously wrong about that. But in, if, they, if they move to neutral in October, which I think the inflation numbers are coming down, uh, it seems to me that you know even gas and, gas and oil is a little more tame than it was before. I think the worry is going to be less. Um, you know, I hope that makes sense. Jimmy Rio. Jimmy Rio. Jim LeCamp, first of all, let me get this right. Mr. Yurio is director of TJM Institutional Services, and Mr. LeCamp is a senior VP investments at Morgan Stanley. Okay, I finally found my sheets. Um, Jim LeCamp, Fed's going to do 75. Mm-hmm. All right. They're also going to – I don't know whether they'll do 75s, but there'll be a 50 in the next meeting, 
and a 50 in the meeting after that. I mean, that's my view. Inflation may be, it, it's coming down, it's a little softer, but their target is two. And if you read, uh, or heard, but if you read uh, Jay Powell's speech at Jackson Hole, they are going to go to two. Two is price stability. They've come around to that point of view. It was a very clear, terse, brief statement that Powell made. But that's where the FOMC is. I mean, that's where it is. You're going to get, you know, there's always a lot of chatter. Uh, Kashkari, who I don't think much of, but can the market withstand that? Can the economy withstand that? The economy is already not withstanding that. Um, I I get the jobs number was okay, but if you look at real wages, after inflation, uh, people have less money to spend. And and the rate of this past um, uh, 20, 25 days or so at which economic data has been coming in weaker than expected, has been a, a very, very high level. In fact, we haven't seen it this high since the financial crisis in terms of diffusion indices. And not only that, valuations aren't compelling. And um, I do agree with Jim Urio that we ought to use technical analysis, but there's other ways to look at charts. And one way to look at a chart is we couldn't break through the 200-day moving average and now we went down to the 50, and we've undercut the 50-day moving average. So now we're going to look at the trend line that started from the lows. That's going to be our next line in the sand, and then a retest. I think those are both more likely than a rally from here. Let's not forget, September and October, uh, early October anyway, are historically very choppy, particularly in midterm election years. And while many measures of inflation have come down, to be sure, it hasn't made houses affordable yet with mortgage rates rising, so the housing market's in decline, and energy prices haven't come down that much, and that late on Friday, one of the things that reversed the market was news about the Nord Stream uh, pipeline and, and Russia shutting it down. So we haven't solved a lot of these things yet, and valuations aren't compelling. We don't have a double bottom. We haven't seen a spike in the VIX. I don't see a bottom yet. I think we, what we had was a bear market rally, and now we're probably heading for a retest, at which point, at which, at which point I'd be interested. If we do get to that retest level, or even 3,700 or so, I'm going to start building my shopping list. But I think we're too early yet outside of some energy areas. Average hourly earnings up four-tenths in August, up 6.1 the last 12 months. Um, The CPI in August will, I'll say, year-on-year will come down to 8%. The uh, Cleveland Fed's uh, mean trim, they they chop off the top uh, and the bottom prices. Uh, That thing is at 7%. Um, Core inflation is, I don't know, close to 6%. So real wages are still falling. And as you note, the housing market is definitely in recession. By the way, factory orders fell. Uh, That just came out. Uh, ISMs are mixed. The PMIs are worse than the ISMs. I don't know which is a better index. And they're in decline. I mean, just look at the trends. They're in sharp decline. That's right. Um, 
Now, on the other hand, uh, Mr. Urio, I think um, the third quarter GDP is going to be positive, uh, unlike the two declines we saw in the first half of the year. Uh, let's see, the um, the uh, GDP tracker from the Atlanta Fed is, is what, 2.6 now? Let me look at this. Hold on a second. Here it comes. Yeah, 2.6, but that's not including the employment numbers, and um, we don't know what production is going to look like. Anyway, you're going to have a positive number. I'm saying to you, Jim, I think that you get a positive Q3, the Federal Reserve uh, is, you know, they're going to come at it. They're going to come at it. Whether that's the right way or the wrong way, there's no help from fiscal policy. There's no help from taxes and regulations and spending. So the Fed's going to be there. They're the lone ranger. They're going to keep tightening throughout the rest of the year. Isn't that going to damage multiples and isn't that going to damage stocks? If you're right, and they keep, you know, Goldman came out and said, what did they say, 75, then 50, 50, then 25 or something, which yeah. I don't agree with. And again, I think when I look at other people's estimates, I think I am extreme. I understand that completely. But one thing dawned on me when you guys were talking, because I agreed with everything Jim LeCamp said about the actual economic picture. And I'll throw in that something from a broader perspective, too, is that if you look at the last 30 years, you know that our economy at every level needs rates held inorganically low to perform. It's just we've gotten to a point where the regulatory structure, the tax structure is almost punitive on small business. And if you want, we could have a whole show on that. They cannot survive if rates go too high. That being said, um, the question just becomes if the Fed's going to have the guts. If we have that down move and we test those lows again, and it's unusual, by the way, to have a, a bear market move to come back over halfway from that, as we did this summer, and then to make new lows. I like a lot what Jim was saying about going back to those old lows, which are 36 and change, whichever, Jim, I think, right? Um, I have no problem with that, by the way. But if we start to plunge below that, that's when I think uh, the Fed cracks. It's Again, it's one thing to talk about being able to face down declining asset prices. It's another thing to actually see it happen. They're not going to be guided by the stock market. You don't, what do you mean? There's got to be a level that they're guided by the stock market. So what you're saying is it's 40%, right? We're nowhere near it. You're down, uh, as you guys look, you're down 18%, I'm going to call it, 17.7% year-to-date uh, on the S&P 500. Um, the Dow Jones is at 31,318. Uh, yes, they. you got a long ways to go. I mean, I think that was one of the messages that, that Powell was sending that there's going to be pain, he said. Now, he... Very clearly, ex- I agree, he said that. He, yes. he yeah. explicitly was referring to the economy, implicitly is referring to the stock market. They will but, not but be guided by stocks. Jim LeCamp, that's my take. Uh, yeah, but look, we we're, we're leaving out, uh, we've all left out a very important detail, and that is the impact of uh, monopoly money on the inflation numbers and the Biden administration is all about monopoly money. And we all know that if the banker keeps adding money into a monopoly game, that may help the price of Boardwalk and Park Place. But if you're traveling around that board and you land on Boardwalk and Park Place, you're in trouble. And that's what's happening in the economy. And with the student loan debacle, you're adding a lot of monopoly money back into the uh, economy. That's going to keep the inflation numbers higher than the Fed wants, and that may put the the Fed in a really awkward position of maybe wanting to buckle. And I agree with Jim Murio. This is not 
a Fed that has a strong backbone and strong knees. I don't believe that at all, and I think that they are very capable of buckling. But if the inflation numbers, because of this latest round of monopoly money, remain too hot, that's going to put them in a really tough position. You know, you're lo- you could be looking at a double-dip recession, meaning the first half was recessionary, two, two negative quarters, that may or may not be perfect, but that's what I'm reading it as. You're going to up up positive number in the third quarter. could be 2.5%, maybe more. I don't know. Uh, but you're going to go back down either in the fourth quarter or next year, a double-dip recession. They are not going to be guided by the stock market. That's Those are the two facts. I don't know, by the way. We will see. You may get another soft month in the CPI. But I don't know that inflation has played out because underlying inflation here's a, here's a number uh, non-financial corporate prices non-financial corporate prices are up ten percent year on year and the PPI is still very strong and food prices are very strong so I am quite skeptical that the inflation scare is over, Jim McCann. Jim McCann. Actually, well, I'll put this I, out I, to both of you. Yeah, them. you've got energy that's still a major issue. I, you know, down here in Texas, as, as everybody knows, we have a big energy industry, and I talk to people every day, and they still are having a hard time getting workers out there. They're still having a hard time getting equipment out there. And even if they do get it, the will of the majors – to pour CapEx onto these higher prices is not there like it has been in the past. Yep, yep. And, and so I don't know yep. that we are prepared uh, on an energy level. And without fixing energy, you're not going to fix the CPI. It's ingrained into every single thing we do in this economy. And so I, I think, uh, again, they've got a dual problem on their hands. They've got to fix energy prices. And then they got to solve uh, what they're doing with all the monopoly money being thrown around in the economy. Yeah. So it's a, it's it's going to be me, very very tricky. Let me take. And, quick... and by the way, you've got your own problem you've created with a nine trillion dollar balance sheet that you've never tried to unwind before. Amen. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're here talking stocks with Jim Urio, director of TJM Institutional Services, Chicago's leading restaurateur. And Jim LeCamp, Senior VP Investments at Morgan Stanley. Jim Urio, where are interest rates going to go? The 10-year note is 319. What was it? Was the low on that 250, the recent low on that? Yeah, 250, it seemed, uh, right around there. And so I think yeah. it, it, it heads back to three and a half. And I think what the 10 years is telling us right now, and Jim LeCamp mentioned it, I think it is a commentary on the fact that the federal government, just in the last three weeks, has passed or talked about passing Two separate highly inflationary bills. Mm-hmm. One of them, ironically called the Inflation Reduction Act, but I think is hysterical. But the other one is a commentary on what, they, and that's why the break-evens have gone from you know 245 to 265 at a high, and uh, I think 10-year yields are going higher. But it's also a commentary on quantitative tightening, letting the balance sheet roll off as well. And I agree. When I heard some of the stuff that Jim LeCamp said. I agree 100%. The federal government and the Fed are fighting a battle right now, and the federal government seems to be trying to unwind every every attempt that the Fed makes to try to rein in inflation. I still am going to subscribe to that 3,900 level in the S&Ps, and if it holds over the week and feels like it's building a base, I'm going to stick with my mildly bullish thesis and fill in the fundamentals later, I guess. Well, no, I get it. 
It's all very tricky. Jim LeCamp, what's your take on rates? I'm curious. Uh, I would love to see the rates go back to the high of three and a half or so and peak there. Then that way you would have a double top in rates, and it might send a message if they start coming back down from that level uh, that that's that's where the rates are going to peak. Uh, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for the charts, uh, like Jim uh, Urio said, and, and the same thing on the market. I'm, I'm going to wait for the market to settle down, for bases to build on stocks, for the wild emotional swings to calm down. It's really hard to trade in an environment like that. Uh, we've got some exposure to energy. We've got some hedges on, uh, but um, I, I think we got to wait. There, there's every. There's plenty of evidence. The economy is slowing down. At the same time, there's plenty of evidence that would lead us to believe that inflation is going to stick around. That spells stagflation. That's not a good picture for stocks. And so I think investors have to be patient here. And I do think their opportunity will come. Uh, Yeah, we're going to have an election. Uh, Post-November, the historical tendencies are very strong. I think we're going to have opportunity here. But, uh, yeah, the forecast, the short uh, forecast calls for pain. Jim Urio, what's the commodities outlook? Um, the, the commodities came down quite a bit because more market position than anything else, because I don't think fundamentally things changed very much. The oil one, let's specifically look at the oil one, which I think is fascinating, because people called me out, because I said when they were releasing the SPR as the market was going higher and uh, there was you know tailwinds for oil across the board, I said it wouldn't affect things very much. But then all of a sudden when market position turns and people are heading to the exits, and there was some demand destruction but not huge, there's more market position, then selling the SPR is actually fueling it. You're pushing something that's already moving in that direction. So I think the fact that, that crude is in the, the mid-low 80s right now and they're still selling the SPR is it could be criminal because then you have to say to yourself what happens when they have to build it back. But anyway, so I think that the sell-off we've seen across the commodity spectrum was more, um, you know, positioning and, uh, you know, the dollar had kind of peaked. But uh, so we're curious to see what the dollar happens in, in the next couple of weeks. But uh, I, I think oil could could rally from here, but I'd like to see it to get above 90 first. And Jim McCamp, is there, you mentioned this election uh, is there an election impact? I mean, you have uh, a lot of mainstream media people talking about a Democratic comeback. Um, I, I think most of them, even the liberal polls, still give the House to the Republicans. The Senate, however, looks like a toss-up, according to many of these mainstream polls. Is the election having any impact? Is the cavalry on the way are the socialist policy is going to be stopped. That might be very good for the stock market, or is it not a factor? I think it would be a factor if you get a Republican uh, victory uh, in the House, and, and particularly if you get a victory on both sides. Uh, that that would that would preclude that would that would suggest that these um, so-called inflation reduction act. Uh, type bills uh, would be very, very difficult to get through anymore. And it, it would at least send the message to Wall Street 
that maybe the era of uh, hyper money printing will uh, abate. Uh, you know, it's it's Washington still, right? So it's going to be money printing, no, no matter who's in power. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, but uh, it, it's a matter of, of of degrees, right? Jim Urio and Jim LeCamp, gentlemen, thank you ever so much. Folks, Money and Politics next, Liz Peak and Steve Moore. I'm Larry Kudlow, and we'll be right back.